often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. This is episode 498, two away from 500. And we're also just two weeks away from 10 years, the Slapbox podcast, and it is a lot different than when it started. It used to be like, you know, three or four people on a show in the early days. Now it's just always me. It's always solo me. Uh, that I, I don't think it would be that way if it wasn't for the pandemic, but here we are. Is that, now I'm just accustomed to talking myself into the microphone but again i i didn't even mention i'm your host josh albrecht sitting once again inside the slap box penthouse up in the upstairs and uh <clears throat> yeah 10 years two weeks man and the exciting part for me though is that week is of course it's my birthday of course on saint pat's but uh day of saint pat's Going to uh, the Blues game. I believe uh, they're playing the Penguins. You know, Pittsburgh Penguins. And the day after, going to go see Tool, the band Tool, with Shelley Long. We're going to going to Tool. And then, uh, yeah. that'll uh, And then, I guess Thursday, that Thursday, of course, St. Pat's will mark. 10 years of the show is our first ever episode. We were, we recorded it on St. Pat's. I was 30 years old. <laughs> well, no, sorry. 30 shit. 31. Right. <laughs> I can't do math because I'll be turning 41 on St. Pat's. So I guess I was 31. Uh, I'll be 41. And so, yeah, I was 31. I had just turned 31 when we did the first one. And then, uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> damn, my, a uh, lot has happened in those 10 years, a lot has happened, a lot of different shit, uh, but uh, I'll try to refrain from talking too much about the war, that's kind of a downer, kind of a downer, that's uh, going over in Ukraine with uh, uh, the old Ruskies, they're, um, <clears throat> I'm still like nonstop watching footage and everything on, you know, hopefully there's some way that this can uh, end soon. But uh, as it is, war just keeps raging on. And I keep playing War Pigs. I need to really work on that solo. Man, Naomi. Such good stuff. I also use the Digitech Whammy a little bit to try and uh, fuck around with the bass. Baseline because with the Digitech Whammy pedal, you can drop the octaves, make it sound like a bass. Among one of the many awesome things you can do with the pedal. And they're not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. But damn, they make a great pedal. I feel like, oh, <laughs> I mean, so much has transpired within the days since I recorded this. But holy shit, as far as like uh, the war in Ukraine, today they actually announced. I guess it was today. Today or yesterday? I believe it was today. The United States has announced that, uh, 
or is telling any American citizen that is in Russia, they must leave immediately. Because there's uh, <clears> there all the diplomats are being pulled out, and that uh, hey, there's no way for us to really a whole lot of ways for us to protect you when you're over there. So you're kind of on your own. Which I guess I gl- I'm kind of glad I wasn't there. This wasn't on one of my vacations. I guess I was lucky that the first time I went to Russia is when they initially invaded Ukraine back in uh, 2014, and uh, nothing really. I I had no incidents as far as like oh shit the American we get him we throw him in though you know I don't know if they're doing that now but uh, you know I I didn't have a the, they weren't pulling diplomats and stuff while I was there and warning Americans to get the fuck out of Dodge well hell right now there's no uh, you can't take any direct flights from Russia to. Uh, to say most of Europe, much less the United States. I mean, I don't think there was any direct flights anyway to the United States from Russia, but I mean, <clears throat> I think most of Europe is like cut off from flights from Russia. So I did, if I were stuck in Russia right now, I'd have to fly to like the Dubai or some shit, some country that was just kind of neutral on the whole thing and then get a flight to the U.S., it costs some money, man. <laughs> it costs some money to book a t- completely different international flight. I'd probably be like looking at it like, okay, what's the cheapest country I can fly to here? <laughs> That's going to allow me to sit at their airport where I don't need a visa or some shit. Uh, <laughs> that would be that would be crazy. Um <clears throat> Wow, I never noticed this before on, on Audacity. It's telling me how many hours I have of recording time left of disk space. I've got 38 hours and 48 minutes. 49 minutes? It went up. <laughs> it doesn't seem like much. for. I would think an audio file that's... Audio files aren't that big. That makes me concerned. Like, how much disk space do I still have left on here? Um... I'm a, I might have put too much Call of Duty on here. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I, I've been thinking like all day about uh, that would suck if I were still in like Russia on vacation or something at this point. However, kind of sad, you know, it'd be kind of cool to be there. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to like Russian jail or something. But I like a little bit of excitement, you know. It'd make for a hell of a story if I got stuck in Russia, you know. And, and uh, for a while, I'm not saying I want to get in prison for years, but uh, maybe I've watched too many movies. That's a good possibility. Good possibility. <laughs> but man, it would it would make for some some good stories. I don't want to get like in real physical danger, but you know, getting thrown, being detained, as it were, in in Russia. And, uh, you know, it it would be interesting, shall we say. Yeah, I'm somebody that just goes to work, you know, off of the time, six days a week and does the same shit every day. So the, you know, it's, and I haven't been on vacation now for a couple of years. I miss the, uh, the thrill of being in a, a stranger in a strange land. So these, I, these 
don't know, fantasies if you want to call them, but I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I call it quite a fantasy, but it's like, oh, that ooh, that might be kind of fun. I'd rather just go on vacation where I don't get detained and have to worry about my well-being. But uh, at this point, you know, anything sounds exciting than going home and cleaning cat shit out of the litter box and occasionally jerking off. I mean, there's really <laughs> really not much I do. I run a little. I'm injured at the moment, so I don't even do that much. So, you know, I can't afford to do a whole lot at the moment. I just got to hold out for two weeks. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Don't have to worry about doing crazy stuff. I mean, I'm not going to jump on a plane and go hang out in Russia or Ukraine just for a story. Though it would be exciting, man. I've been watching a lot of those journalists and stuff. And uh, I was watching one earlier from Sky News where they were in a a van, I guess, a minivan or something of that nature, some kind of SUV, I don't know. (laughs) They were driving over a bridge, I guess. And they were ambushed, I believe, by Russians. Could have been Ukrainians, but I believe it was Russians that ambushed them. And uh, one of the guys got shot, but he was wearing body armor, and I guess he wasn't wounded very badly. He managed to get away and stuff, and you could, they got, like, body cams, I guess, or somebody's just holding a, f- a f- phone or something to videotape with. I'm not sure what they were using to videotape, but uh, you could see them running and stuff, but it's just, like, bouncing around, and... uh it seemed pretty intense. It seemed pretty intense. But, you know, a lot of journalists die and stuff, and I, I really don't want to die just yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how well I'd do as a journalist, too. Like, I, I might end up, like, voicing my opinion too much instead of <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, trying to be... Uh, I don't want to say nonpartisan, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right term here. But just report the damn what's going on, not really, you know, get involved with either side and just, uh, you know, and also you're getting shot at. I don't know that my instinct would be like, hey, let's go run over here and uh, check out these shots. uh, it's, It's... seems like it could be exciting but I think it getting in there like thinking I'm probably just gonna be like oh, I'm gonna run and get the fuck out of here that might that's probably gonna be what my reaction is in the moment but like watching it it was like ooh I kinda that job does seem kinda exciting <laughs> does seem a little exciting then again you know there's there's a bit of a risk factor there. A little bit of a risk factor being a war cor- correspondent. I know I was watching. Uh, I don't remember which news source it is. I don't know. I've been watching all kinds of different uh, news coverage of the Ukraine stuff. I've been watching. Uh, France has got a 24-hour channel. I click on every once in a while on YouTube. There's uh, I don't know, any pretty much any network. If <laughs> it sounds like they've got new information, I'm like, all right, I, I gotta find it. 
and uh, so I was watching one of them, and their uh, correspondent was in Kiev, <laughs> and uh, they started bombing. You could hear it in the distance. I don't. I don't think you could actually see see it, but you could hear bombing in the distance. And he's like, <laughs> "I told you we shouldn't have been up here." recording and but then they didn't stop they didn't like move to the bunkers they were upstairs above a building i guess so you could see the skyline of kiev and he's just uh <laughs> it's like i i told you we shouldn't have been here and then uh continued to to report on top of this building where's just uh maybe not the safest place maybe not but uh but yeah I guess that's the same like chasing tornadoes in a way. You know, there's... I feel like people that chase tornadoes, though, are probably <laughs> safer than, like, I don't know, somebody that's going into a middle of a war zone where it's getting shelled by heavy artillery. And they figure, you're like, hey, let's go stand on top of this building where, the, you know, in the middle of these other buildings that are getting hit with artillery rounds. That's a... Uh, it's a good call. <laughs> Whatever gets the ratings, though. I love it because, you know, you don't, if they're just telling you what's going on that day, they don't necessarily need to have a reporter up on top of the building where you can see the bombing. You could just set a stationary camera up there and give you footage. You don't need the reporter standing up there. Like, that's just to get people, like, I don't know, the, to give the viewer more like, ooh, they're in trouble. Like, I've... <laughs> Because you can, I guess, empathize with the actual person being in trouble there. Like, I'm not sure why they, they do that so often is throw reporters, like, right there. And when they should probably get to shelter. Probably. Then again, you could just hear the audio. I don't know how f- fucking uh, close those blasts were. He could, he, he was fine. Because I'm pretty sure I saw him, like, another day after that. And uh, another report. <laughs> so there's that, you know. But let's try to go to a a less less uh, awful of a subject. Uh, Shelly Shelly Long there uh, sent me uh, a uh, link to a story that uh, reminded me of a classic film that we had watched on the uh, the old podcast here, the Slapbox Podcast, which I want to say was within like the first year. Who doing it? Uh, Mark Payne, bitch. Uh, he he's the one that turned us on to the the German classic film. There was actually a a sequel made as well. And I I might argue the sequel's more fucked up than the original, but it's a t- it's a tough call with this one. It's necromantic. There was necromantic one and two. This story I, I believe takes place out of Green Bay. It's uh it's this woman that's. I'm wondering if she saw Necromantic. I'm wondering. This is like a slightly less, you know, downer of a story because only one person was killed. As opposed to thousands, you know? And I don't I don't think I know anybody in Green Bay. I might. As far as I know, I don't know anybody in Green Bay. At least I don't know anybody in Green Bay involved in this story, whereas I've known a few Russians and Ukrainians, so <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I probably know more people that are affected by that, but then Green Bay. Anyway, 
<laughs> uh yeah so here's the this is off the daily beast they got it on the, all kinds of sites and, and this woman's name really makes me kind of wonder i when i read the the link he sent me uh her name made me like is this is this real because this woman's name is taylor shabusiness it sounds like a name that they made up on like always sunny in uh philadelphia uh shabusiness it's like shit dynasty where uh anyway here's here's the headline from this on the daily beast here Wisconsin woman put dismembered victim's head in bucket after meth-fueled sex act. Cops. After a colon there. Um, says, uh, when police asked Taylor Shub business what happened, she replied, that is a good question. That is a good, solid question. <laughs> not, not a great answer. Not a great answer when you've uh, committed homicide. To answer, you know that that is a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, you know, perhaps we should get a meal first. So, you know, get a little a little fuel in me. Let's get a let's start uh, as we uh, retell this uh, escapade, shall we? And uh, here we go. Warning: the story contains graphic descriptions of violence. Uh, maybe we'll have some vulgar in this episode, or we just haven't had a whole lot of that in a long time. Um. Says uh, a 24-year-old woman has been charged with the murder of a man whose body parts were found strewn about a Green Bay property and vehicle last week. A person living at the home summoned police on February 23rd after discovering a severed head in a bucket, according to a criminal complaint obtained by local outlet WBAY. Officers arriving at the scene made their way down the basement stairs, finding the head still laying in a black bucket on the floor covered by a towel and what appeared to be dried blood on a nearby mattress. Further, a further search of the property turned up a storage tote in which the upper part of a torso had been stored. Taylor Shabusiness allegedly... Uh, the last person to have seen the 25-year-old victim alive was found in a nearby house. Her clothing was spackled in dry blood. According to co- to the complaint, and police uh, searching her van found a crockpot box containing other human body parts, including legs. That either had to be one large fucking box, or she cut that up pretty damn good. Um... When police asked her what had happened, Shabusiness replied, that is a good question. She was later charged with first-degree intentional homicide, mutilating the corpse, and third-degree sexual assault. Shabusiness allegedly killed and dismembered her victim after first smoking methamphetamine with him. She went down that road. She went down that road. Fiener's really, it's sad, Fiener's not... Alive to hear the story. Uh, but according to the complaint, uh, they were smoking the meth. They initiated a sexual encounter that then escalated to include the use of chains, which Shabusiness characterized as a dog's choke collar. There were two, she said, one for her and one for him. Eventually, Shabusiness 
says she began strangling him with her bare hands. She told investigators that she could feel his heart continuing to beat as she choked him. So she kept pulling and choking him harder. She kept going as the man's face turned purple and blood came out of his mouth. Local outlet WISN reported citing the complaint. She then played with the cadaver for two to three hours after his death, using several knives to dismember the body. Prosecutors alleged in the complaint a bread knife worked the best, she explained in a police interview, because of the serrated blade. Shabiznis told... (laughs) That fucking name, man. Shabiznis told the police that they'd have fun trying to find all of the organs, according to the complaint. Her plan had been to bring all of the body parts with her, but being paranoid and lazy, as she put it, she left the head behind. I can't believe I left the head, though, she said. Uh, Shabiznis told investigators that she had just gone crazy and blacked out during at least part of the encounter. She asked them if they knew what it was like to love something so much that you kill it. According to the Green Bay Press-Gazette, apparently not all of them have been down that road. Uh, The name of the victim was not immediately released by the authorities. On Tuesday, a Brown County County Court set bail for Shabiznis at $2 million. Deeming her a flight risk, (laughs) she had been placed on probation just weeks before the alleged murder and was missing the monitoring bracelet she was supposed to have been wearing. I think the facts uh, alleged are extremely concerning and disturbing and go to the violent and grave nature of the offense, Assistant District Attorney Caleb Saunders said at the hearing. He called it one of the most serious offenses committed in the county in a long time. In a long time. What, how, what other serious offenses could there be past that? I mean, fucking someone and killing them while you're fucking them and dismembering them and then like fucking with the body. Like what? What's past that? Is it is it the age? This is different. Murdering children. Like they make it sound like. Oh, I mean, we've had way worse. It's just been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> anyway, appearing via video link, Shabiznis said little at the hearing. W Bay reported she seemed calm. If convicted, she faces life in prison. Yeah, I would imagine she's either, I guess, uh, death penalty is not a thing there. Uh, but Shabiznis, going to jail. <laughs> Fucking name, man. It totally sounds like a name out of fucking, uh, good God. There's a picture of Dahmer next to her. It totally sounds like a fucking name of <laughs> the fucking character out of Always Sunny. I'm looking at these pictures of her and, and stuff, and I guess this is the guy she dismembered. He looks like he just smoked meth in this picture. Uh, good Lord. Oh, well, that, that, that might have been a different guy. The guy she murdered it doesn't look that... I've seen a lot of different pictures. I'm not sure who's who here. This is a... Uh, <laughs> damn it. Show business. She looks way worse in jail. Those pictures are... I've seen uh, little parts on like on Googling her that said something that she had an interest in Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Oh, it does seem like you're going to go through all that. There might be some premeditation going on. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, there there they are walking out of the house with uh, the fucking jumpsuits, uh, the decon suits, basically, collecting evidence. And yeah, this is so much more brighter and fun than talking about a war, isn't it? Yeah. Good <laughs> that I uh, got in on that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> 10 years of this. 10 years of good stuff. Uh, <clears throat> there's a. Uh, oh, there's this, this story about uh, Congressman uh, not running for re election after he, you know his mistress was a jihad or ISIS bride. That's fun. That's fun stuff. She's not an ISIS bride anymore. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we're only months away from Obi Wan Kenobi. At least there's some there's some positive things left in the world. Positive things left in the world. The economy's terrible all over. Gas prices are soaring. Fucking loaves of bread, I'm sure, are gonna rise. It's uh. Ukraine and Russia produce the most wheat in the world. That's going to drive the price of that up a lot. Uh, but yeah, there's there's stuff to look forward to. I swear, good shit. Uh, I need to go back to watching more Netflix and everything. I've like the I've been watching nonstop war stuff for I guess nine days. It's been nine days. Since uh, the war began, the you know unless you want to include the eight years before that when Russia invaded eastern Ukraine, but uh, nine days since they've invaded all of Ukraine, or at least ninety percent of it, they're not fully. They haven't gone all the way west yet. I guess that's a positive. I don't know. Yeah. That uh, the cat. Cat news. Um, that motherfucker is... He's really a <laughs> old bastard sometimes. I've found that I cannot wear uh, wear shorts very much around him. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And I, a lot of that comes from the fact that he likes to uh, lean on me. Yeah, He likes to stand up and lean on me with uh, that one paw because he's, again, missing the front leg. So he's only got the one leg up front, and he wants to lean on me. He's got to, he's got to claw me a little bit to hold himself still because he can't balance too well, missing the leg and all. And you wear shorts around that man. He's drawing blood from me uh, more than one occasion. He got my nose last night. Woke up, there's a little bit of blood on my nose. It's like motherfucker. <laughs> like maybe I should close the door at night. At least. I got smarter tonight, and uh, I I was, I did give him food right before starting this recording, so he wasn't meowing the entire time of the podcast, and uh, I did go get him special food, because <laughs> I ran out of the one bag of food I had that he did like, went back to this other bag, and he d- d- didn't want anything to do with that, so I had to... Uh, <laughs> He's got, you know, uh, his preferences. He's not like me. He won't just like, yeah, just give me the ramen. All right, fuck it. 
I'll just eat ramen for eight years. <laughs> this cat's a little bit more uh, high maintenance than I am, I guess. But I understand. It looks like he's got stomach issues. I gave him that wet food. He loved the wet food, but I mean, he was puking everywhere. Puking everywhere. Figure that can't be good. Now, imagine if he keeps doing that. That you know, that might be a problem. There, where he uh, it could. Uh, <laughs> Like, I mean, he was puking so much, I was afraid. When I gave him that wet food, I was like, man, I'm, I might come home, there's going to be a dead cat. Then I'm like, then what am I going to do? I'm going to have to call, <laughs> make a few phone calls. Like, that wouldn't be pleasant. I mean, eventually the guy's going to die. We all do. I was hoping, you know, it would, <laughs> wouldn't be like right out of the game. Although maybe it would be easier for me to deal with because I haven't known him that long. He dies like 10 years from now. Like, man, I'm already talking into a microphone by myself. <laughs> I've done that for like pretty much the entire time of the pandemic. It's like two years now I've been talking to a microphone by myself. I don't hang out with my friends all that much anymore. I do a little bit here and there. But it's like uh, <laughs> I'm going to get. If I have that cat for 10 years, I feel like that's going to be like my only friend at that point. I could be 50 and just be like the only person I talk to is a fucking cat. <laughs> it's it's not. I, I'm already becoming, you know, I've been crazy for years, but crazy cat guy now. Crazy old man cat guy. That's a, that's a, that's a dark, dangerous road right there. I guess one thing I did watch recently was The Walking Dead. And uh, they're what? Two episodes back? Something like that? Since they the season came back? It's so weird. The last episodes. You know, I want a lot of shit to just go fucking nuts, right? It's the last season. Go out with a fucking bang, you know? It's a zombie apocalypse, y'all. Well, they got the, I forgot the name of the community they're with, but uh, they had a little time hop there, and <clears throat> they got, uh, it's like the zombies don't even really exist inside this community, and that, uh, it, it, I don't know, it just seems weird that this is the last season, you know? I feel like I also need more of just Negan... Negan being fucking crazy, bad, awful Negan. I need that in my life, you know? <laughs> I need some Lucille. I need him to uh, crush some skulls. I feel like the last season of The Walking Dead should not have these filler episodes where not a whole lot really happens. Like, this the last few episodes, man. Like, through the years, there's been some really awesome episodes of The Walking Dead. The first, you know, several seasons were pretty great. Although, <laughs> the second season was a bit rough. The whole season, they were looking for the dead girl that was stuck in the barn. They didn't know she was dead. It was Carol's daughter, I guess. Turns out she was in the barn the whole time, dead. All season long. Like, bitch, this whole time, she was dead. That was back in the back in the day, Herschel. 
when Herschel was on there. It was his farm. Good Lord, man. Like the governor episodes, whenever he came back and tried to take on the prison. That was good shit. The, the episode where Rick with the throat rip. I feel like we need get a little Rick Grimes in there. We need it dark. If I was going to have a show make myself that I made and everything, the whole deal, you know, I, I crafted the story through the showrunner, maybe directed a few episodes, and it was about the zombie apocalypse. Dude, I'd go super dark with it. It'd be all kinds of horror elements. If anything, if I were going to adapt it to another type of show, um, I would have... I'd go like a different route. Like they have... With Walking Dead, it seems almost... Like it's the zombie apocalypse inside of a soap opera. <laughs> and I still watch the show. So, you know, I want to see where it goes. So I'm still watching. At the same time, like, man, they could do so much better with it. Like, I would go really dark with it. And I would, what I'm saying would, like, go like X Files. You've got, like, in the X Files, you have your plot episodes where you find out about this conspiracy that's going on. Involving the cancer man, all this shit. And uh, you got the the oil stuff they're putting in people with the alien shit. Krychek, who lost an arm, took his arm off because of the oil. Which seems like I should probably name, if I'm going to go X-Files with this shit and name my cat. So I probably should name him Krychek. But he's more of a fox. He's a molder. Anyway, my point is, they got their plot episodes, so you could have your shit involving the governor and all this stuff. But then, like, the X-Files, they have their monster episodes and just stuff with, like, strange phenomenon. And that's, I think, where they're really missing in The Walking Dead. Like, they try to do this stuff where you only have, like, a couple episodes a season where it has a real effects on the plot of it, I guess. Or not really the plot, but where there's a lot of confrontations between people because that's what really drives it is, you know, like you got Rick versus Negan, Rick versus Governor, whoever. And there's all that conflict that really helps drive along the plot, I guess. But then you got all these... Episodes in between, they're trying to develop the characters, but I feel like you could take that and you could do, like, monster episodes and just really go straight up horror and don't really have anything that advances the plot of the entire show. You could still maybe have some character development in there, but have just, you know, there's there's got to be more than just a normal zombie shit in this, this reality. And there's just awful, horrible shit going on. And there's, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, just, I feel like it's missed opportunities with this show. There for a while, Fear the Walking Dead was, was getting pretty good. It's, uh, <laughs> I think they may have jumped the shark a little bit with the nukes. That seemed a little bit much. I kind of like what they did before the nukes were hitting, and it seemed like it was getting kind of a darker feel to it. 
<laughs> when the nukes hit, I really felt like it was uh, really that somebody had been playing Fallout too much. I mean, you know, the Fallout 76, it's a popular game. You know what? Why don't we turn in the show into Fallout? If you're going to do that, just make a Fallout TV series. You don't have to launch nukes in the show. It was a bit weird. A bit weird that they, they made that, that decision. I don't know if they did that in the comic or not. Which is making me think of, too, again, about the whole Ukraine thing. It was pretty freaky the other night. To get an alert on my phone to say that a nuclear power plant had been shelled. The largest one in Europe, nonetheless, and that it was on fire. Like, holy shit, man. <laughs> that is some... I don't know, ballsy is the right term. Stupid, dumb, stupid. Uh, I realize, you know, standard tactic when you're trying to take over a country is to kill their power, to make the people suffer and just like uh, a little bit to where they'll, uh, you know what, I give up. Uh, Well, Putin's fine. I'm cool with Putin, whatever. Just give my power back. I need my internet. Uh I need running water, assholes. <laughs> However, you know, when you're, if they really would have, uh, if that fire had gotten too out of hand or say they uh, pierced the containment wall, the concrete wall around the, one of the reactors and there was like an explosion in there. Holy fucking shit, man. That would have been one hell of a nuclear disaster. And those win- the winds, like I'm not, I'm not a total expert on that sort of thing. I know a little bit about Chernobyl, honestly, mainly from the TV show that came out on HBO a few years ago. But uh, and from what I understand, not, not the most accurate. This is in most TV shows. I mean, they're not going to be the most accurate. But I mean, it gives you a good idea of what. Uh, what happened? Like, I mean, <clears throat> see, uh, I don't know. Look at there's talking about death tolls and Chernobyl and stuff. But that, <clears throat> well, shit, Chernobyl also was uh taken over by the Russians as well during this conflict, which seemed a little bit odd. The, I mean, why are you gonna risk like hitting something like that? The winds could pick that up and send the radioactive shit to Russia. Like, that's that's risky. Um, here, let's read some shit about uh, Chernobyl here. As, uh, this is updated as of March 2022, so this month. So on world-nuclear.org. In February of 2022, Russia launched a military operation. Yeah, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. I care about the original. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's talking about the original uh, <coughs> disaster. Uh, <coughs> the April 1986 disaster of Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine was the product of a flawed Soviet reactor design coupled with serious mistakes made by the plant operators 
It was a direct consequence of Cold War isolation and the resulting lack of any safety culture. The accident destroyed the Chernobyl 4 reactor, killing 30 operators and firemen within three months and several further deaths later. One person was killed immediately and a second died in a hospital soon after as a result of the uh, injuries received. Another person is reported to have died at the same time from a coronary thrombosis. Acute radiation syndrome uh, was originally diagnosed in 237 people on site and involved with the cleanup, and it was later confirmed in 134 cases. Of these, 28 people died as a result of ARS within a few weeks of the accident. 19 more workers subsequently died between 87 and 2004, but their deaths cannot necessarily be attributed to radiation exposure. Nobody off-site suffered from acute radiation effects, although a significant but uncertain uh, fraction of the thyroid cancers diagnosed since the accident in patients who are children at the time are likely to be due to intake of radioactive iodine fallout. Furthermore, large areas of Belarus, Ukraine, Russia, and beyond were contaminated in varying degrees. See also actions below, blah, blah, blah. Chernobyl disaster was a unique event and the only accident in the history of commercial nuclear power where radiation-related uh, fatalities occurred. The design of the reactor is unique, and in that respect, the accident is thus of little relevance to the rest of the nuclear industry outside the then Eastern Bloc, where it led to major changes in safety culture and in industry cooperation, particularly between East and West before the end of the Soviet Union. Former President Mikhail Gorbachev said the Chernobyl accident was a more important factor in the fall of the Soviet Union than perestroika, this program of liberal reform. And showing like how the reactor worked and all that. But I mean, shit, I mean, you can poison the land with radiation, fuck up, you know, streams, people's food supplies, and it, yeah, that's it's just not, it's just not great, not great. The Fukushima Daiichi was more recent. Was it like 2009 or something? Don't quote me on that. But that fucked, uh, man, I was like, after that happened, I was like, I don't want to go to Japan. <laughs> like, I don't want to get radiation. They got the whole pedophile thing, you know, they're into schoolgirls a bit too much for me. It's kind of creepy. They got the panties and the vending machines. Although there's awesome stuff in Japan. I mean, I love the video games that come out of there. And <laughs> there's some interesting stuff. It'd probably I'd probably have fun in Japan, but there's certain things. And then they had the whole oh, it occurred in 2011. That's when that happened. Uh, but shit, uh, is it still leaking? I guess so. Uh, but uh. I guess some of those are still leaking. I know Chernobyl's still a problem. <clears throat> but Chernobyl, I think, is considered like the most radioactive pl uh, place in the world. There's that. Is, uh, seeing just pictures that I don't understand <laughs> of reactors. Uh, this looks like a tampon going inside a vagina. It's like a diagram. That's <laughs> kind of like... There's your applicator right there. You got the, I don't know what's going on here. There's uh that looks like, I mean, it does almost look like a tampon inside a vagina because it's got like 
Those look like they could be ovaries. Uh. Maybe that's how they, they figured it out. That is how they solve nuclear power. Like, vaginas. They uh, they give life to the world. More, more ways than one. And give us nuclear power. Um... Good Lord. But, uh, uh, nuclear power. I've never been a huge fan of, like, nuclear power, even though we've got a lot of it here. As, uh, I'm not sure how close. Let's see here. In Missouri. Let's, let's find where, uh, yeah, Lavity, that is nuclear. Okay, Lavity's like. <laughs> Lavity's real close to here, but uh, I think I may, you know, maybe. Well, that's not. I didn't think that was nuclear. Is that nuclear? I'm not sure if that's nuclear. It's uh, 14 miles away. So, I'd, you know, if there was a lot of shit near Callaway plant in uh, Portland, Missouri, that is definitely. Nuclear. <clears throat> hmm. I guess the one in Callaway is the only nuclear one. But that's that's a bit of ways. Might. Yeah, oh yeah. Fi- Fifty-seven miles away. So. <laughs> you know. It'll happen if. Uh, I mean, I find it unlikely that any time in the near future that it's going to get shelled by anybody. There's that. Being in Missouri, tsunami's not going to hit it. We got that going. Flooding's probably not going to affect it. So there's some positive things, although it does look like there's it is near quite a bit of water. So that's a oh that's in India what the fuck that's <laughs> just a bunch of pictures of nuclear power plants this is not the one in Missouri uh but uh there's uh yeah the stuff's kind of dangerous man we're uh, harnessing some crazy stuff it can go bad it can go bad especially if you hit it with a fucking artillery round. Though the way those reactors are now, I mean, they have a massive concrete shell around them that should protect them from most armaments that would be hitting them. And, like, the fire that was going on there sounded like it, it was more of a threat than the artillery around piercing the concrete around it. Still, dude, I, I'm not going to gamble like that. <laughs> I'm not going to gamble on a nuclear disaster. That shit, uh, shit will fuck you up, man. Any of the soldiers nearby are going to get fucked up. And it's going to get radiation into all kinds of areas. Then again, this could be part of me watching too many movies, you know. Maybe it's not as bad (laughs) as I'm making it out in my head. It wasn't that long ago I watched Chernobyl. And it is a dramatized version again. So maybe not so accurate, but for everybody that went into Chernobyl to extinguish the fires and everything, it just looked, ugh. 
Like a like a shitty way to die. Shitty way. Hopefully now they've got better ways to uh, fight that. After seeing what what happened there, as uh, and apparently though the Russians were still shooting at the firefighters when they were trying to put it out, kind of a problem. As uh, I don't know why my throat is a bit rough tonight. I think I'm slightly allergic to cats. I'm having one hell of a time trying to keep all the cat hair away here, and he's Fox over here is uh, shedding a lot. He's got kind of long hair, and uh, it fucks with. It's been fucking with my sinuses a little bit. I think it is kind of a little screwing up my throat, screwing up the old throat. It's a good thing I don't uh, make money off my voice, and I do have to do this every night. Cause yeah, it's getting it's getting a little tough. A little tough. Yeah, if I did that, I'd probably have to start rocking Claritin or something. Eating it like Tic Tacs. Just chomping away. Something. Yeah. Use some hot sauce. Maybe I can go downstairs. I don't think I'll do it. But I do have some Frank's Red Hot. I could toss in there. Open it up a little bit. I don't think to really put it on, though. Oh, I did. You know, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast, <clears throat> though. Maybe I did. Um, I've got a, a truth or dab game. It's not really a board game. It's a. It's like truth or dare, but it's got. Uh, it's from Hot Ones that do the. Uh, the show, the show Hot Ones on YouTube. Uh, that uh, we did the Hot Ones challenge years ago. Where we we set up our own little hot ones deal, on here and ate uh, hot wings covered with insanely hot sauces, closing to bomb. But we didn't have access to the last dab that they themselves have made, and uh, that one is uh, like two million Scoville, <laughs> I think. If you're familiar at all with the Scoville scale, it is uh that's insanely hot by a scale standard. It is it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. But I find anything where they put it like over a hundred thousand, whether they say it's like two million or a hundred thousand. I think too, it's not like a very scientific scientific way that they measure the Scoville anyway. So it's kind of debatable. But Anything like where it's over that it's just like it's just hot. It just doesn't seem any different to me. Maybe maybe it's because I haven't. Maybe if I just did them more frequently, I would have a different opinion on this. Last dab is no fucking joke. I took it a couple of weeks ago when some friends were over, Megan and John and uh, their uh, children Brewer and Maeve came over to help uh, put together the cat tree. I uh, put a little last dab on a slice of pizza. Just to liven it up a little bit, you know, get a little excitement. And I had some friends over. Let's have some excitement. Um, so I, I took a little bit. And, it, yeah, it was hot. It was hot. 
but I survived it. Maybe it would uh, help clear open up my throat right now. But then I would, I'd have other issues. I think if I were to take that while doing a podcast, though, I need to have somebody else on. I need to make a big deal of it. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> it's not as fun when you just do it yourself. You know, masturbation is just not as fun as a gangbang. That's just facts of life. It's just science. It's how that works. Unless it's an, well, of course, unless it's an involuntary gangbang. If it's a gangbang rape, a gang rape, you know, that's, at least for one person, it's not fun. You know, but uh, now that now that I mentioned that, I should really feel like that, that needed to be clarified. If it's a consensual gangbang, it's probably funner than than masturbation. Of course, you know, I've never been even involved in any gangbang. So all of that, I guess, is just speculation on my part. <laughs> so I guess I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Which is really much true when it comes to pretty much any subject. Unless it involves shitting in a bed in Russia. I know all about that. Of course, it was more of a spray. More of a spray. Yeah, there was no salad. <laughs> I sprayed liquid out of my ass into a bed in Russia, which apparently I can't do right now because there's no way for Americans to fly into Russia. So in order for me to do that again, it might be, I might have to wait like 20 years for when, uh, you know, things cool down between U.S. and Russia. And I can freely shit the bed there again. Those beds are going to be a lot cleaner without me. I'm sure there's a hotel staff that are very sad about that. They're uh, <laughs> really uh, tearing up with the fact that I, they're not going to have to clean my shit out of a bed. As long as they have a bidet, it's good, though. It's good. Just keep the bidet in there. Oh, uh, <laughs> I do. Uh, I got, uh, I may have mentioned this on the podcast, but <sighs> back in January or so, I got a thing warning me that I was up for jury duty, possibly up for jury duty anytime between January and June, the end of June. And well, I got a fucking summons. <laughs> I'm summoned for jury duty next Friday. We'll see if it goes to court or not. I hope not. I can't afford to miss work. I need all the overtime I can get. So I'm hoping, hoping that uh, that doesn't happen. Though work's supposed to pay me without using vacation, from what I understand. They don't pay a jack shit for jury duty. It's like $20 or something like that around here. Which if I miss a full day of work, man, I'm not going to make a ton more than $20, but I'm going to make more than $20, like you bastards. Make me miss work. I I hope if I do, I, this is an awful way to think about it, but <clears throat> I hope it's an interesting case. Like <laughs> a better way to put it, I was gonna say like, I hope it's like a murder case or something like that. Like that's 
I don't really necessarily want someone to get murdered, but I hope it's not something dumb to where I go there like, really, man, motherfucker, you couldn't settle this out of court. I got I to come out of here, waste my fucking time. Come here because you're an ass. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. We'll find out next Friday. Next show, I might have some interesting things to talk about. I've thought about, you know, I could go out there. My boss told me I should just go in there and wear a swastika. I'm like, well, I don't want to be associated with being a Nazi. That's probably, that's not really my go-to. Even if it's just for a day, you know? I told him I'd rather go in there with a shirt with NWA shirt that says, fuck the police. Uh, I'm not, you know, I live in a smaller place. So, uh, I figure I'm not too afraid of the cops harassing me then, which they might, I guess, if I show up at the courthouse, the fuck the police here. Uh, they may not like me already, just knowing the, uh, people I used to hang around and such. It may, may be a thing. I don't know. I feel like most cops nowadays, though. Back in my 20s, I hung out with some people that, you know, may have gotten in trouble a few times and that uh, I they might have known who I was just because of the fact of who I hung out with. Nowadays, though, I don't think that's a thing. That hasn't been a thing in a long time. As I think most cops now probably don't have a clue who the fuck I am. <laughs> that might change, though, if I show up at the courthouse, the fuck the police shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I did, uh, I did go protest that one day, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't really, I don't think they, I don't think they knew who I was. I don't, I don't think so. So I don't know. They're not, they're not banging on my door at the moment. I feel like maybe if I wanted to get out of it, just go in there and just start going guilty, guilty, hang them, hang them, hang them like Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah. Thou shalt be hanged. He was jaywalking. Hang him. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I don't even know if uh, Missouri has capital punishment. Or if they got, uh, do they uh, have death penalty? Let's see here. And my browser's being really weird. Let's see. I guess maybe. <laughs> There's a. Uh, oh, it was first used in Missouri in 1810. Peter Johnson was hanged for murder. Uh, <clears throat> oh, it was stopped in 1965. Huh. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Hold on. I guess that was a certain way to die. Um,. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think I remember this. I believe they do. Missouri becomes first state to carry out execution during pandemic. Yeah, they uh, they do believe in that, yeah. I remember hearing that, actually. Now that I see the story, I kind of vaguely remember that being an issue. I mean, I figured Missouri had the death penalty, but I wasn't real sure off the top of my head. <clears throat> But yeah, that's uh, 
If I just go in there and start saying I'm guilty, hey, I do a podcast. I'm going to talk all about this case on the podcast. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, I mean, it, I guess it wouldn't be too bad. I go in there and it's like a day thing, like one day. But if this ends up being something that drags on for like a week or something, I have to be sequestered. That's going to suck ass. It's really going to suck ass. Uh, if it, that's the case, I might have to start making up excuses to get out. I mean, my mom still kind of relies on me for a lot of shit since she did break her leg and all. Be like, hey, hey, guy. I got to gotta take care. And I got a cat, man. I got to fe- make sure my cat gets fed twice a day. I can't be sequestered. Agent Mulder's going to hate me. He's going to lose his shit if I don't feed him at exactly the right times. I mean, I guess I could take over a friend Megan's while being sequestered, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a reason. From what I understand, uh, my one boss was telling me that when he did it, they were telling him they, if you don't ask any questions when they're doing the jury selection process, they're more likely to select you. <laughs> if you ask a lot of questions, they're going to be like, no, nah, no, nah, don't. Don't select them. So I guess maybe if I just be really inquisitive, I can get out of it. But I might get some to. Uh, what I hate about this is there's this like six month period where I can do jury duty. Last time that happened, I never had to do it at all. I I got a summons, but then the the case didn't go to court. I was like, shit, guys, come on, this is. <laughs> I've never needed money more in my life than I do now. And it's like, you bastards. You're really uh, putting the the hurt on me here. Putting the squeeze. Anyway. I guess that's all about what I got going on now. I gotta... I really might have to pour some Frank's Red Hot down my throat. Ugh, the joys of owning a cat. Well, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not... A trash can.